You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of the Ask Drone You news show. Yes, we did just have a news show literally come out yesterday. And Haya and I have been riding one crazy roller coaster. Unfortunately, it's not like Magic Mountain at Disney, which ends with a nice splash to the face and a good feeling. No, 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 this ending, well, it hasn't been developed quite yet. And all the developments from this morning have my phone on fire and I've been watching Haya's phone be on fire as well. Well, before the uh, entire industry lights on fire, let's bring in the Flying Dutchman to learn just what's going on. These, these brand new, um, powerful pieces of news will fundamentally shape the industry as a whole as we have news on remote ID. But it may not be what you think. We also have news on DJI. What if we told you that you may not be able to buy any more Mavics, Phantoms, or Inspires? Not because of a trade war, but rather because DJI, they played a little dirty. We've all known this in the industry for a very long time. It's just finally been proven. Flying Dutchman, give us the dirt, my friend. What is going on? Hey, good morning, Paul. Thanks for having me on this show. And yeah, we did just do a show yesterday. It's kind of crazy. It might turn into a daily uh, show rather than a weekly one if, uh, if we keep going at this pace. But uh, let's dive right into the remote ID. Avionics International, they just published an article late yesterday. Uh, they had their hands on some documents from the FEA and also uh, having to do with the whole cohort thing that the FEA announced last week where they selected eight companies to help them develop the technical requirements to implement remote ID. Now, the, the scary thing is that we all thought that remote ID is kind of far away into the distant future. That may no longer be the case as the FAA is uh, pushing for the rule to be finalized by the end of this year and also for remote ID for drones to be active in 2021. Yes, that will be next year. Uh, probably only with one service provider. I don't think it will be mandatory at that point. I think it's much more of a trial. So don't get all panicky just right now. But it makes you wonder though, I mean, uh, when the FAA released their uh, proposed rules for remote ID for drones, we had a, what was it, a two month window to submit our comments. And I don't think they've ever seen this many comments. Over 53,000 comments were submitted. And a lot of them were like multi-page comments with, with all kinds of concerns and reasons why the remote ID should not go through the way it was proposed. Now it seems that the FEA is ready to just roll forward and roll out their proposed plan. And it makes you wonder what the heck happened with those 53,000 comments. What I've heard so far is that apparently they found a way to process them. Um, I am really concerned though, if they actually did something with them, if they actually listened to the concerns of drone pilots. So it's gonna be very interesting to see what they come out with. By the end of this year, they are planning to have a final rule. Of course, it's an election year. Of course, we have the coronavirus that's still spreading. So who knows what's gonna happen between now and December 31st, but the FEA is not being sitting still. They've been moving fast forward and yeah, uh, I'm, I'm concerned and I'm worried and I wanna know uh, what we can expect from this. 
How is it humanly possible to read 53,000 comments uh, in this short period of time when most of the FAA people are furloughed? Yeah. Uh, this, no, 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 you guys did not read them. And then you mentioned you know, that they were classified or that I forget the exact term that you use that they were categorized or whatnot. So did the AMA really hurt the industry by telling everyone to write that templated comment? And then they just said, okay, there's the AMA comments, 10,000 comments. We don't have to read. Right. The templated stuff didn't help at all. I mean, you'd, you'd have to write personal and unique stories and, and share your personal concerns so that every individual comment is differently. But we know, I mean, take for instance, I mean, this is probably the, the best example, but Brandon Schulman, when he uh, submitted his comments, I think that was like 80 or 90 pages. I know the FPV Freedom Coalition, they had a very lengthy article. Uh, and I know of many more examples where people spent considerable amounts of time on, on writing and defining their concerns. So. It or makes the you wonder guide that we came out with first before everybody else. Yeah, well, exactly. But it makes you wonder, like, to to digest all that information and to kind of take the learnings from it and implement them. I don't see how you'd be able to do that in a matter of what two months. So, to me, <laughs> there's to me, evidence here, Haya, that you're right. There's evidence here. Remember 2016, Part 107. What happened when they launched Part 107, right? They launched a 686-page document, or maybe 683, explaining all the comments, mm -hmm. what they thought about the comments, and then what they were going to implement from each comment. Where is that document right now? Where is that? Where is the FAA saying, yeah, we read that, and giving us specifics that show us they read it? Because frankly, look, Hyatt, let's, let's just call a spade a spade here. Man, there's no point in getting upset about this anymore. We have two options. Two, op two options as pilots. Yeah. <laughs> we have two options as pilots. And the two options are compliance or none. Um, and the, yeah. the thing is, if, if we're going to have a trial period literally as soon as next year, if every drone pilot just protests the trial and says, no. Yeah. This is going to kill the industry. No, I'm not doing this. Oh, yeah. Then maybe that's our time to say, look, FAA, we're done playing games here. You either listen and help us help each other. This is really for the greater good, not only of the industry, but the economy as a whole. You would think that our administration, who's so focused on the economy, who's so focused on limiting regulations, that they would be all over the FAA's butt. Because I'll tell you this, Haya. Right? A lot of people, they vote with their wallets. I think Trump is counting on that. Well, Trump should also count on every drone pilot saying, you know, you're kind of ruining my career and my kid's ability to take flight. So, no. I mean, I'll just be honest with you, Haya. I don't mean to get political here, but uh, I mean, how many times are we going to vote red and D or D and R? over and over and over again and have the same freaking outcome, at what point are we just going to say we're crazy here? You know, so I, for the third election, will vote third party. I'm just, I, I you know, not, I'm not doing it. So here's the other thing, right? I mean, we, we spoke and wrote uh, at length about the, uh, the NPRM and the concerns that we had. And I think one of the big, I mean, there's a, there's a few concerns for sure, but one of the big ones is uh, the fact that your drone needs to be connected to the internet all the time, pretty much. And if you look at that cohort group of eight companies that have been selected by the FAA to help them develop the technology requirements to implement remote ID, I mean, I'll just go down the list. It's Airbus is one of them, AirMap is one of them, Amazon, Intel, OneSky, Skyward, or better, Verizon, T-Mobile, and Wing. 
So there's a couple of things wrong with this list. One, there's only, there is one service provider, Airmap. Is there a drone so, manufacturer on that list? Well, hang on, I'm gonna to get to that. So Airmap is on there. So we know that the trial next year is gonna include Airmap. Woo! Airmap, back here to screw everyone over. Here, Airmap, let me just go ahead and bend over. We're gonna take it, all right. I'm so sick of this. Uh, when are we going to learn? They give you free stuff to get your data, to sell it, to segregate the airspace. Do you guys not remember noflyzone.org? Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right. So here's the second one. There's three telecommunication companies on this list. So we know that the real-time connectivity is not going to go away. So remote ID is going to require your drone to be connected to the internet at all times during every flight if you mm. want to be able to fly pretty much everywhere where you're allowed. So that's wrong. Um, and then the third problem is that this list does not include a single consumer, prosumer, drone manufacturer. I mean, DJI is not on the list, but hey, DJI is Chinese, so I guess they never had a chance. Uh, they're also not part of the UAS IPP program, but there's no single other drone manufacturer on this list. And we also know that the drone hobbyists or the drone pilots, uh, commercial drone pilots, they're not represented either. So this is starting to feel like the FEA is going to shove the remote ID down our throats and just have us deal with it. And we already know people went to Washington... Uh, what was this, back in March, uh, to protest this. And I think the protests are just gonna increase and I share your concern and I wonder who is gonna comply with these rules when they are finalized and when they become mandatory. It doesn't seem like anybody would. Yeah, so that's the first news part for this show for today. <laughs> also, I wanna remind everyone, if you're an FPV racer, if you build oh. your own FPV equipment and you think that you're immune from this, you're high as a kite. You wanna know why? You wanna know why? See this little unit right here, Haya? Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? Tell me. Tell that me. is the DJI ah. low latency FPV air unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got one too. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I okay. shower with it. You're gonna lose in the race in the office, just so you know, okay? But <laughs> invite me back. <laughs> okay. I'll see you at Balloon Fiesta. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um my point here. FPV racers, you see this camera, the DJI FPV air unit, you know that all your FPV drones can be seen by every airport in the United States if you're flying that unit. Aeroscope, my friends, aeroscope. So if you don't think that uh, the authorities will be able to see you flying your FPV racer, well, let me be the first to welcome you to a nice little surprise. They will. They will. That's right. Here, here's one more thing uh, about remote ID. Uh, Real-time connectivity meant that every second your drone would communicate all the telemetry to the central system. <clears throat> hang on, hang on. Right now, because the telecommunication companies are concerned that the system might be overwhelmed, they're going to dial it back to once every minute. So your drone that's capable of flying, let's say, 40, 50, 60 miles an hour, is gonna send its information once a minute to the system. So I don't know how much that is for real-time information, but to me, it sounds like that, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of having remote ID. How is it safe to have a cellular connection tied to our flight controller 
dictating like motor control and whatnot due to a cellular connection. That sounds like a horrible idea. Even if you move too fast and there's latency in the signal, just like, you know, I don't know. Well, I know you drive a fast car and I have one too. And I know if you floor it or if I do, I temporarily lose my cellular signal for a second because of all the horsepower. You know what I mean? It's, you know, when the phone goes from here to here in a microsecond, it's hard for it to, you know, maintain a connection. So, um, you know what? I am so disappointed with our government officials. This, you know what? The whole corporate ladder climbing and pretending like you know things and you don't is finally coming to a, a tragic end. I mean, yeah, I really, I, I don't understand this at all. I don't understand how anyone's going to follow this because... It's like, you know, you're not really dealing with a general public where, you know, the eighth, the eighth grade reading level kind of thing. We're dealing with a very tech savvy group. And, yeah. um, and passionate. I'm worried. Yeah. I'm really worried yeah. about this industry, Haya. Ready to move on to the second topic? Lighten up our spirits a little bit? Sure. So, here, let me, hold on, hold on, I gotta do my thing, I gotta do my thing. Everyone's gonna get to see this part and just be like, wow, Paul's really losing it, I am. Um, so, hey everyone, on to our next piece of news, as if you didn't get enough good news this week. Hiya, what do you have? Uh, well, here we go, Paul. The second piece of news for this beautiful Friday is that Autel has won their fight over a patent with DJI. This was reported uh, earlier today. Uh, Stepto, company I never heard of, lawyer company, they were representing Autel and the patent dispute over the uh, way that you mount your props. Uh, apparently, DJI stole that idea. Uh, Autel has won. I think DJI is already fighting it. Yeah, show them. So it comes down to this, right? If you see Paul's Phantom 4 there on the screen, you cannot mount the clockwise propeller on the counterclockwise motor. So the way that the system works is you cannot, uh, by mistake, mount the wrong prop on the wrong spot. See the black dots? Yes. And this has been in place for what? The DJI uh, Spark, the Mavic Pro, the Mavic 2, the Mavic Air, like all previous generation drones have this system. The Inspire has it, the Phantom has it, and it's a way to make sure that you're not going to put the wrong prop on the wrong spot, which it's a, it's a very simple but very brilliant system. Now, the first drone where this is no longer the case is this guy, the DJI Mavic Air 2. Here, you can take this prop and mount it on the wrong arm. And DJI knew this, DJI knew they were going to lose this case with Autel because if you fire up your DJI Mavic Air 2, there's a new warning message that you get. And I don't know if you guys can see this, but basically it tells you to make sure and double check that you have in fact mounted the right prop in the right position. So they knew they were going to lose this case. They've already redesigned the DJI Mavic Air 2 to make sure that they would comply with the requirements. The flip side, of course, is yeah, there's a risk that people mount the wrong prop in the wrong position. So they created this warning. If you look at the official uh, legal text, they say that including the Mavic Pro, Mavic Pro Platinum, Mavic 2 Pro, Mavic 2 Zoom, Mavic Air and Spark, are likely to have to be removed from the shelves, what, starting in July or so. The DJI Mavic Air 2 is not on that list, and this is why. Uh, the DJI Mavic Air 2 is fine, it complies, 
Furthermore, at the same time, we've seen DJI promoting the hell out of the DJI Mavic 2 on social media because I suspect they want to get rid of whatever inventory they have so that they can come out with the DJI Mavic 3 and have two drones in their lineup that at least comply with these new requirements for them. So there's a bit of a silver lining. If you want, you can probably buy older drones, older DJI drones at a discount. And I wouldn't be surprised if the launch of the DJI Mavic 3 is going to be sped up to deal with this situation. Oh, fascinating, Hyatt. Fascinating. Uh, it makes me wonder, gosh, we could all learn something from the DJI playbook. They are good. They are good. Yeah. I yeah. mean, think about it. They knew they were going to lose, right? Yeah. They launch a drone that fixes the problem which showcases they knew they were going to lose, right? And then these, did the U.S. government just hand DJI the biggest Christmas gift ever? Like, hey, your drones aren't selling uh, patent infringement. Sell some new ones. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think what we're going to see, like I said, I think they're going to discount the old products. So if you want to get your hands on the Mavic Pro, Mavic 2, you can probably pick them up cheaper from now on. And I think they're going to sped up the development on the Mavic 3. Now, keep in mind, though, that like uh, many, many companies, DJI has been heavily impacted by the coronavirus as well. I've heard that they've lost thousands and thousands of hours in development time. So that must have hurt their development on the uh, Mavic 3. However, at the same time, they're able to launch the Matrice 300, which by the way, uh, those props you cannot easily and quickly release, so there's no issue there. And they were able to launch the Mavic Air 2. So even with all this craziness, they're still able to push new products to the market. I hope they got their shit in order and that they launch the uh, Mavic 3. I wonder how valuable the Mavic 3 will be um, if Remote ID is going to be implemented. And I yeah. wonder if, you know, the drone will meet the standards. So anyway, hi, well, this is a lot of news to take in. Um, Autel yep. wins the infringement. We can no longer buy Mavics, Phantoms, or Inspires after July 1st. Remote ID is getting pushed down our throats by people who have absolutely no idea how to fly drones or understand what's important for safety. Yeah. We are causing the largest security threat in American history by implementing remote ID. Um, and our government is like, oh, everything's great, guys. That's so, so beautiful. Sunshine and rainbows. I mean, they even have intelligent engineers at Honeywell fooled that remote ID is good. I am going to go back on LinkedIn and just fry everyone that thinks remote ID is a good idea because corporate dumbassery is rampant on LinkedIn. And uh, I, I think it's time to say, you know, no, 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 no more bullshit. No more. This is not a good idea. Stop trying to fool people or uh, hmm, we're going to, you know, create a blacklist of everyone who's trying to fool people and we're going to publish it on the Internet and say why your company is so horrible and ensure that there's at least a thousand backlinks to it. There you, go. you know, I'm sorry to get all egregious here, but. You know, just this morning, Haya, I had a post personally come up um, a couple, I think it was like four years ago today or three years ago today or four years ago. Yeah, because it was, yeah, four years ago. Um, the FAA was completing an investigation against me uh, because, good. yes, against me. There were numerous uh, investigations against me at the time prior to 2016 because one of my local competitors had filed every single complaint he could. Luke Davis, I hate you. And I'm so glad I still took all your jobs right back because you suck as a pilot. And, you know, in 2016, 
you know, uh, I was so excited to work with the FAA because they said, you know, we see that you have a passion to fly and we see you have a passion to do it right. We want to make sure you get the part 107 and we'll drop the investigation and everything. And I was the happiest camper in the world. And I was like, not only am I on board, but I think my <laughs> actions are already showcasing that I'm on board with that. And I was so excited, Haya, because I thought that building this relationship with the FAA would be valuable as a means to help them communicate messages that are important to the community. As it's clear, education is an issue with the FAA. They are used to pushing distribution through airports, not through traditional yeah. media. And so this hope, seeing this post from four years ago this morning, gave me so much hope. Like, yes, keep building the relationships with the FAA. There are good people. There are a lot yeah, of good sure people. They are, yeah. And, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I just got to keep building these relationships. These people care. We care. It's just that a lot of people on top, they don't care at all. They only care about moving up the ladder. Well, and, and I think the FAA is getting a lot of pressure from higher up, right? Like from other, other government departments who are focused on security issues with drones or potential security issues. So I think they're getting a lot of pressure to sort out remote ID. There's a huge bifurcation, though, yeah. because there was a leaked document that we just saw that would completely change the environment of what you and I have been talking about at a mm -hmm. federal level where the administration is saying, okay, mm, uh, uh, we actually see some of these, some of these things that we're talking about getting rid of might actually hurt Americans really, really badly. Right. Learned about that last night in that dark, dark link that you and I talked about. And I do not want to mention, and I had such hope, such hope that we were getting back on track to have a realistic, practical approach to remote ID brought, you know, broadcast, I don't care if the feds want to see where I'm flying. I just don't want the, the public to see where I'm flying. And that's okay with me. There's no issue with that. It's just when you network connect them and you do all this other stuff, you ruin the industry. So um, I'm deeply concerned. I still have some hope though, that um, by raising hell, not, you know, peacefully protesting and saying, you know what guys, we're just not going to take this anymore. We don't need to be egregious. We don't need to yell at people. We don't need to have personal attacks. We don't need to go all over Twitter and say how bad these people are. Because guess what? When you speak in absolutes, as I have learned over time, the only person you're hurting is yourself. There are great people in terrible organizations. And I've had to learn that myself. And I, I want to push that lesson to other people. That it's, the FAA isn't just all bad, right? There may be some bad leaders and some bad proponents, but there are people still fighting the good fight. This gives me hope, Hyatt. But today, in seeing this article and what you wrote, uh, heart is crushed, man. Let me, let me chip in one more thing here. Um, in that same article about Remote ID, also wrote, and this, this came from Avionics, uh, is that for the public to know and to understand what drone is flying overhead is a key component of the remote ID system. <laughs> nope. I'm stopping you right there. I'm not doing it. Nope, nope, nope. just nope. the FAA. Nope. So the whole Don't count me in. I'm out. <laughs> the whole privacy thing is not going to go away. They want the public to be able to know what's flying overhead. So there you have it. Well, the public, hmm, okay, so they want the public to see, right? Well, like Jefferson said hundreds of years ago, in order for the public to make good practical decisions, the public has to be educated in what's going on. Okay. The public, unfortunately, has showcased the lack of EQ, the lack of IQ. And I have had personal instances, as I know many of our members have, of dumbasses coming after drone pilots 
oh, yeah. because they're fearful. Yeah. Because they don't understand. Yeah. And my point is here, Haya, is that like, I think the best thing that we can do is, as pilots is reach out to our congressmen and women. I know people are already teed up to sue the, the FAA. I know actually, I think it's four or five different groups are like ready to file federal lawsuits against the FAA for, for doing this, but they're waiting for them to make it official so that they can go after them. And I'm going to give them $10,000 of my own money to go after them because we have to have common sense solutions. And that's all I'm fighting for is common sense solutions. Yeah. We should not implement remote ID out of spite for children, out of spite for STEM programs, out of spite for hobbyist pilots. Um, I think our best option as pilots is to peacefully protest, especially when the trial comes and just be like, yeah, nope, nope. And just say like, you know, we are not going to partake in this because um, you're asking us to provide data to solve problems that don't exist. And we're not going to, we're not going to feed the system. No, 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 we're not doing it. And then when they get so much pushback from the entire industry, that's not doing it. And Congress is like, Hey, hold, where's the data? Where's this? Where's that FAA? You failed. You now have to do X, Y, and Z. That's kind of where my mindset is right now. I'm like, how do we force the FAA to listen to us? Because it's clear in their actions that they're like, our ears are wide open. Sorry, what did you say? Oh, good. Remote ID is awesome. Let's move forward. It's great for the industry. You would think that the 53,000 plus comments that have been submitted is an indication of how people care and how, people, how many people think things are wrong with the way that the rules are proposed. So it's, uh, it, it, it blows me away that the FEA has been able to go through all those 53,000 comments and actually digest them and do something with them in a matter of two months while the mm -hmm. coronavirus is spreading, while the government is partially shut down, people are working from home. I mean, I don't know how the hell they pulled that off. Um, the only thing I can come up with is that those comments probably did not get the time that they deserve. You know what? Lessons are learned in various ways, Haya, and we unfortunately can't control how the FAA or the people who are pushing this and the FAA going along with it, and by going along with it, you're endorsing it, right? Yeah. Uh, no. Friendly, respectful, no thank you. I'm, I'm having trouble here, Haya, because I'm like, gosh, I'm about to lose my mind. I'm about to just go, like, like what, guys, what is, gonna, what is it gonna take to listen? I mean, what is it gonna take to exacerbate the environment we're already oh. in? So when, when the FPV crowds went to Washington and protest the proposed rules, I've heard that the FAA had told their employees that they did not have to come to the office on that particular day. The protest was going to be on a Saturday, so that would have been a closed day anyway, but they started on Friday. And apparently the FAA had told employees like, hey guys, you don't have to come to the office today uh, because there's going to be people out here protesting. I mean, if that's the attitude, like exactly what you did, uh, they don't want to listen, they don't want to hear, they don't want to read the 53,000 comments. Their mission is to push through remote ID the way it's been proposed. And if you look at this, companies that are uh, now being asked to help to develop this technology all the indications are right there what they need to get their plan or their rules pushed through those companies are in the aids that have been selected um, yeah so I 
I suspect it's going to be pushed through the way it was proposed, which would not be a good thing. And then I agree, uh, peaceful protesting would probably be the way to go. And I think it's going to be a big problem for the FEA because if people don't comply with the rules, then what good are the rules to begin with? Yes, and there are numerous examples of that happening before. But Haya, yeah. I'm going to go ask Rob to start cooking the popcorn because this is going to be one good show. But that's going to do it for us today, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. He's the Flying Dutchman, and I'm taking flight. And we love to fly, and we love common sense solutions. And we just ask for common sense communication. Thanks for joining us. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts and apprentices we are creators we are the drone youth